This week, the podcast was sculpted in clay and brought to life by Wonder Woman. This is Body Counts and Beer. Welcome to another edition of Body Counts and Beer. I'm Mark Rosendahl. I'm Patrick Bromley. I am your John Rooney. Ooh, my John Rooney? Yep. Yours and only yours. Keep me safe in your heart. Take take that, Patrick. You don't have a John Rooney. Yeah, fuck off, Patrick. Aww. No, leave the room right now. Get off your horse. (laughs) No, I won't do it. I rode that horse into this room and I'll ride it back out. Yeah, speaking of which, Patrick, you got to stop bringing that horse over here, man. No, don't you say that. Chester can hear you. I am making a fortune selling the manure as a fuel source. Don't you dare stop this poop gravy train for me. Damn buddy. right. Okay, Straight but, up biodiesel. But my small city apartment is not nearly large enough to have a full-grown Clydesdale. He fits fine. <laughs> he just has to duck a little coming up the stairs. Yeah, he takes up all the space we're not using. Yeah. Yeah, I'm also just upset because the only beer he brings is Budweiser. Well. I mean, <laughs> guy's got tastes. <laughs> that it's alligator like... brought us cores. <laughs> <laughs> and this week, we watched the 2017 shining jewel in the DCEU crown, <laughs> Wonder Woman. Woo! Yeah. yeah Direct. Yeah, we by... watched the good one. It's yeah. literally the best one since Keaton was Batman. And only the first time Keaton was Batman. I mean, I'll go to bat for Dark Knight. Yeah, same here. Will ya? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it's got, like, weird Rumsfeldian undertones in the ending. Sure, and the fight choreography, not great. Oh, that's Christopher Nolan all the way. But that movie is held up by Heath Ledger as the Joker. Sure. So hard. <laughs> and uh, fucking Two-Face's performance in that. Aaron good. Eckhart, yeah, yeah, he's fantastic as well. Uh, incidentally, Eckhart... The fat detective in Tim Burton's Batman who doesn't think about the future and gets shot. Yep. Nice. Is he the one that gets the the bribe in the, like, hot dog bun? Yes, yeah, Yeah. pretty much, yeah. All right. Christ, Knox. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, we watched Wonder Woman, uh, directed by Patty Jenkins of Monster fame, and also... Thankfully for getting her. Getting fired from Thor 2 fame. <laughs> yeah, good for her. For being too much of a lady. Yeah. <laughs> That's a weird thing to get fired from a movie for. Hollywood's a weird fucking place, dude. That's fair. That uh, is very fair. <laughs> yeah. It was the only... Uh, no, I would have thought that Hollywood, that would be like a not got hired because she was a lady. Well, here's... The reason she got hired is because Natalie Portman refused to show up on the set unless they hired Patty Jenkins because the two of them are very close friends. Mm. And Patty Jenkins fucking rules. Uh, And so, yeah, Marvel was like, okay, fine. She was there for like a month, and they're like, but what if we got two people that directed Game of Thrones episodes to direct this, and it wasn't very good? Let's try that. Uh, Classy move, DC. Sure. Uh, To be fair, it was only one person who directed Game of Thrones episodes, Alan Taylor. Uh, but the Game of Thrones episodes he directed were super great. <laughs> Which is baffling as to why that movie is so boring. No, it isn't, because it turns out he can only direct TV. His next movie was Terminator Genesis. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> That's the Ooh. one where Doctor Who turns out to be Skynet the whole time. 
Unfortunately, yes. And it turns out that John Connor is millions of tiny baby Terminators. Ugh. Here's the one thing I do like about that, if I'm remembering this correctly, is when Matt Smith Skynet meets, like, OG robot Skynet, and the two of them, like, hatch an evil plan in the post-credit sequence. Like, it's implied they're gonna team up, like, Darkseid and Lex Luthor. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I don't remember. I don't even remember sticking around for a post-credit sequence. Once the credits started rolling, I'm pretty sure I ripped Hulu out of the internet and tore it in half. <laughs> Man. You threw it into your open fire. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Fair enough. As you do. Yeah. So Wonder Woman uh, begins, like all movies do... At the Louvre! <laughs> That's right! <laughs> With a lot of skulls. Yeah, yeah. Louvre's full of skulls. I, I mean, guess Damien Hurst must have had an exhibit. That's right. Art jokes. I got him. Wow. Oh, man. That's a deep cut. So, uh... Fuck you, Damien Hurst. What are you gonna pickle next? An octopus? I mean, Way to make me consider my mortality, you obvious hack. Oh, see, I always considered that people actually pay for this? When yeah. I see Damien Hurst. <laughs> right? A lot. It always astounds... Modern art always astounds me oh when I God. see it. The modern well, art wing at our local art museum, the Art Institute of Chicago, enrages me like nothing else. Here's the thing. I don't believe in modern art. It walks beside me. It walks on by. It does get me to the church on time. That's fair. Sure. Uh... To be fair, though, those times when there's only one set of footsteps, that was modern art carrying. <laughs> <laughs> That's what makes me party. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so yeah, we, we meet uh, Diana Prince, as played by Gal Gadot, uh, who was originally introduced in Batman v Superman, My Farts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's yeah she's working at the Louvre uh, doing I, I'm not sure if she is an uh, an archaeologist who specializes in old shields and armor or an archaeologist who specializes in really old brown skulls <laughs> <laughs> also why are any of those things in the Louvre <laughs> well the skulls are obviously of her enemies oh sure right. and she keeps the weapons she's used oh interesting oh, yeah. I, like that. I like that one that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. Well done. Yeah. Uh, so Diana Prince is uh, given a, a briefcase courtesy of Wayne Enterprises. Uh, I like when they keep the cases brief. You don't want a long case. Sure. True. No, I'm yeah. not carrying a guitar in that thing. No more OJs, please. That oh. case went on forever. Oh, jeez. Years. Yep. Mm. So anyway, she opens that case, <laughs> and inside is a picture. Uh, the picture we initially saw in Batman v Superman. Again, my farts. Uh, <laughs> and the picture is of Gal Gadot's Diana Prince uh, as dressed as Wonder Woman. Uh, her alter ego, or is it her real ego, and Diana Prince is the alter ego? That's the real question. More importantly, who are these jabronis in the photos with her, and why is one of the jabronis played by Chris Pine? The Chris Pine? The same <laughs> of the Massachusetts Pines. <laughs> I'm thrilled. I don't know. Let's get this movie going. He does have the wretched stink of a Yaley crude. <laughs> uh, so uh, there's a little bit of opening narration where she laments her place in the world and the violence that in the evil that men do, uh, and then we are trying. Oh, no, that's a Spider-Man comic. Is it though? I think you're right. Is it yeah. really a Spider-Man comic? Well, okay, it's a black cat guest starring Spider-Man sometimes when Kevin Smith could be asked to write it. Sure, I, I guess the, what I was really calling into question is, is it a comic? Uh, yeah, it's pictures on pages, buddy. Ooh, that's how I define it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've made so many comics, guys. <laughs> I bet you have. And most of them are dicks, and a lot of the other ones are boobs. Okay, none of them are boobs. 
but all of them are just... <laughs> <laughs> okay. so, Ratio off, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You're a perfectionist. You just you gotta get it just right. You know, yeah. he's just key. He's in this dick period. Sure. Yeah, Later yeah, yeah. have like a blue period and then a boobs period. Yeah, I just haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, no, I understand. Someday. You're still maturing as an artist. Yes. One day you'll hit boobs. Yeah, I'm only 35. <laughs> uh, listening audience, please don't take this as an endorsement to hit boobs. No, that's a terrible thing to do with them. Right? Yes. Yeah, no, that's the worst. <laughs> Draw them in the margins of your pages, though, please. Especially your school-issued textbooks. <laughs> Patrick, how many textbooks did you return back to any of your schools with boobs in the margins? Probably all. Wow. In his well, defense, they probably were, most. They were like a flip book in the corner where they jiggled. <laughs> all right. Man, I wish that was the case. I'm so... Also, is there anywhere I can buy that? I mean, you can make it yourself, Man. buddy. The most satisfying boob jiggle flip books are the <laughs> ones you make yourself. Guys, I am so glad that us, three white men, are discussing Wonder Woman <laughs> right now. Clearly in our wheelhouse. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. no place in this wider conversation. Yeah. No. Uh, uh, so no. anyway, uh, we flash back to uh, the humble beginnings of Wonder Woman's life when she was but Princess Diana of Themyscira. Uh, we've learned the uh, 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 the secret beginnings of Wonder Woman. On the secret origins, you might say. Yes, yeah. on Paradise Island. This is the first time in the entire DCEU that color has been invited to the party. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's uh, so true. And we are introduced to a baby tiny Diana, and she desperately wants to train to be one of the Amazon warriors. And we see the Amazon warriors doing, like, cool flips and bow and arrow shit and throwing swords. It's rad as hell. Spears and horses. Yeah, yeah. it's really awesome. Yeah. It made me miss uh, Xeno Warrior Princess all the more. Yeah. Yeah. You know? We used to get that on the reg. Yeah, we used to. Yeah, that's the superior Sam Raimi syndicated series. Correct. Yeah. I mean, some episodes of Hercules, the Young Adventures of Hercules, where it's uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, sure. Those are fun to hey. go back to strictly because it's Ryan Gosling. Yeah, as like a kid. I feel like the only Hercules episodes that were worth watching were the one where Bruce Campbell. Campbell. Campbell oh, yeah. as yeah. Jack of Trades. No, no, he's Autolycus, the King of Thieves. Also. Jack of all trades was his own. The other show he did later as like the. Pirate oh, guy. that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and there are a couple of Hercules. Hercules is not that bad. It's just that Kevin Sorbo turned out to be repulsive, so it's hard to go back and like him. Sure. <laughs> what are you talking about? He gets hit by a car for not believing in God hard enough. Yeah. Thanks, Kevin Sorbo. Well, to quote Kevin Sorbo, disappointed. <laughs> uh, so uh, we see young Diana. She's a. Uh, uh, her mother, play, uh, Hippolyta, played by Connie Nielsen of Devil's Advocate fame. Um, she, oh, shit, you're right. Yeah. Nice. Uh, she uh, doesn't want her daughter to train to become one of the Amazon warriors. However, her aunt, Antiope, played by a Robin Wright of being an awesome Robin Wright fame. Yeah, no, yeah. she's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah, uh, she's always fucking great. Uh, killed it in Blade Runner 2049, too, as drunk police captain. Nice. I still haven't seen it. No spoilies. Oh, it's great. She I know there's a police in it now. <laughs> God. That practically ruins it, right? Right? Why even bother? Yeah. John, I'm going to tell you something else. What's up? There's robots. What? <laughs> Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. Blade Runner 70-whatever didn't have any robots in it. Uh, they were bio-replicants, I believe. Yeah, replicants. All right. 
Shut up. <laughs> and they fucking seen some shit, dude. Yeah, bro. That's true. They shit got, like, that we wouldn't even believe. Existential crises and shit. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> In Blade Runner 70, whatever. It's 80. <laughs> it's like 82. It's 40, <laughs> is it? Seven. No, the original is Blade Runner was came out in 1982. Oh, shit, right. I thought that and was And it took place movie. in 2012? Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah. A time well, that has already since passed. Correct. Yeah. Whereas Blade Runner 2049 takes place in oh, no, I'm Blade sorry. Runner 2049. You misunderstood. Blade Runner takes place in the movie 2012. Oh. That's oh. right, yeah. That's why all the Mayan yeah. like right. calendar prophecies keep right, coming. Right, right, exactly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's in the producer's cut. I yeah. think. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. That's, when, uh, that's the ninth publicly available cut of Blade Runner. <laughs> Blade Runner fights <laughs> Quetzalcoatl. Yeah. It's the backer's cut. <laughs> it, it also syncs up with Wizard of Oz, weirdly enough. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, finally, in secret, Antiope, general of the Amazons, uh, agrees to t- train Diana to become a great warrior. We're yeah, get- for goofs. Yeah, yes. For goofs. Uh, we get a little backstory about them. We find out that at some point in the past, Zeus created man. I fucking love that this is canonical in the DCU. <laughs> yes. Like, God is real. He was Zeus. He definitively made humans. And, and then every- he was killed. <laughs> and 99% of the religions on Earth are wrong. Like, right. vehemently wrong. Yes. It's that one from Greece that no one believes in anymore. <laughs> so Zeus uh, gives birth to a mankind and everything is good. And then his son, Ares, God of War... Uh, was just like, yeah, but what if they fought a lot? Right. And then Zeus was like, but no. And he's like, but yeah. And then there's a big old war with the gods. Ares kills all of the gods. That is scene. really a great thing for the god of war to do. Yeah. Sure. As seen in the video game series, the god of war. True. Right. Uh, later on, he'll have a son and crack dad jokes around there in the next gen. God, yeah. I fucking love those. Uh, Twitter, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for all the Kratos dad jokes. They are <laughs> Always wonderful. <laughs> uh, and then Zeus, uh, with the last of his energy, smites down Ares. Because that's what gods do. They smite. They smite. Uh, he smites down Ares with the last of his dying breath and uh, gifts a god-killing weapon to the Amazons. So should Ares ever return, they can use that weapon to defeat him. Yeah, the Amazons are created to bring love and compassion to the world so that mankind stops destroying itself. They lead a revolt to free all the slaves of the world, and uh, they're like, reward for that is the island of Themyscira, where they can live in peace. Right. Paradise Island, shrouded in fog. No one can enter. It's kind of yeah, like... Yeah, who could possibly get through fog? Yeah. yeah. It's, it's like, like water in the sky. Well, it's kind of like the Wakanda of the DC Universe. <laughs> sure. It's Just hidden from don't view. look for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's easy to stay hidden if you don't look for it. Uh, so we cut to m- many years later, and uh, baby Diana is now grown-up Diana, uh, again, played by Gal Gadot, and she is the fucking Amazon of Amazon. Oh, She's yeah, fucking she's yeah. sword karate and shield chopping. Because well, uh, Hippolyta agrees that Diana may be trained, but if she is to be trained, she must be trained to be ten times better than the greatest of the uh, Amazon warriors. Right. Yeah. And this is the first time we get kind of like an inkling that maybe there's something about Diana that is, separates her from the rest of the Amazons. Yeah, Hippolyta is yeah. worried that she's going to get so powerful that Ares will be able to like uh, f- 
like force sense her. Sure. Right. And discover where Themyscira is. The gods in this movie use a lot of force powers. Sure. And yeah. they are almost exclusively use the tactics of Emperor Palpatine of like, sure, I'm your mortal enemy, but what if we were best friends? Right. And then it's all force pushes, force lightning, and force throwing shit at you. Yep. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, this movie is missing uh, Ares just throwing whole Senate chambers at people, though. Right? Yeah, absolutely yeah. right. <laughs> like uh, they're air hockey discs. <laughs> unfortunately, somebody does find uh, Themyscira, uh, and that is British intelligence American spy... Chris Pine! Chris Pine! He, he is at his peak piniest yeah. in this movie. That guy could freshen your car, he's so piney. Yeah, he's like a <laughs> Douglas fir. Right? You gotta put ornaments on him. <laughs> uh, so he, he crashes through the shield fog. The shield fog, yeah. whatever it is. You uh, seem to be able to just like walk right through it. Like it seems to be mostly a visual Yeah, it's thing. not like a force field. It yeah. is like straight up just like a cloaking device. Yeah. Yes. You know? uh, he crashes in the ocean. Diana goes and saves him up, pulls him out of there. Uh, and as they're kind of getting to know each other and she's kind of like, I had never seen a man before. And he's like, well, I'm the best of the men's. Uh, which he <laughs> which is what we all say when we wash up on an island purely of women. <laughs> oh no, I'm the best of the kind. Well, it's like they say in Ghostbusters. If if someone asks you if you are a god, you say yes. <laughs> Otherwise, you get magic lightning shot at right. you. Right. Correct. Uh, but yeah, By a weird David Bowie demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, but before they can uh, talk a little bit further, uh, who should show up but Nazis? The Germans. Not Nazis. Oh, they're totally Nazis. They're <laughs> just regular crowds. No, no, no. Huns, <laughs> actually, at the time. <laughs> Huns. Uh, they mentioned something about the Ottoman Empire in the movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's because uh, it's still around, because it's only World War One. Yeah. Uh, we do get a little flashback of how he came to crash. Not quite yet. So anyways, the Germans attack the... They storm the beaches of Themyscira, <laughs> uh, where uh, the Amazons come to fight back. But lo, their swords, shields, and bows and arrows are no match for the gun. A lesson learned all over the planet. Yeah. <laughs> This is the late breaking news to Themyscira. <laughs> Guns. Yeah, so uh, it is uh, quite the bloodbath. Many Amazons die. All the Germans die. And unfortunately, Antiope dies uh, as well, taking a bullet for Wonder Woman herself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a great action sequence, too. Like, it is, yeah. There's a lot of really good, interesting tactics going on on the part of the Amazons. They'll drag, they're all on horseback and they'll drag their spears among the sand to create, like, dust clouds. Uh, they uh, use improvised. Lots of yeah, lots of improvised grappling hooks. A yeah, great this deal movie of acrobatics. has way better grappling hooks than any of the other fucking DC movies, and that is unacceptable considering one of Batman's, like, crucial utility belt gears is a grappling hook. I mean, I would argue, aside from the Batarang, it is number one, probably. It's probably number one in terms of just actual usefulness. Yeah. Like, as a weapon, the Batarang, probably a little bit more, but that guy's fucking grappling hooking all over town. And the grappling hook has the most satisfying sound effect in the Batman TV series. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Clink! Oh, good stuff. Uh, so oh, it comes out in like a coil. It's yeah. So, good. Uh, so, anyways, <laughs> after all the after all the proto Nazis are dead, thank you. Uh, they are they take Chris Pine's Steve Trevor back to the hall hall of Amazons. I don't know. It's, it's a room, hall of questions. It's a room with a big old circle in it. And the and a first chair. question is, why does this man have two first names? Uh, they ran out of last names because of the war rations. Oh, oh fair, smart. Fair, yeah, fair. That yeah. makes sense. That's why you have Nutella. 
Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So, so we uh, but don't take my word for it. Read it yourself at your local library. <laughs> the more you know, it's raining rainbow, you ass. Whoa. Gee, I wow. Jeez. The more you know, is doing is half the battle. Uh. Shut up. <laughs> so, anyways, they uh, they hook Steve Trevor up to the the lasso uh, of truth. Yeah, the lasso of truth made by Hephaestus, uh, which compels you to tell the truth, and if you don't, you get burned. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, it is pointless to resist and painful. We are told. Right, and so Steve Trevor uh, eventually tells them that he is a spy for British intelligence, and what had happened was he broke into a uh, German encampment, stole the notebook to Doctor Poison. Uh, who is trying to develop a super poison that uh, will not be stopped by gas masks. And he was going to bring it back to the Brits, but he got shot down and accidentally crash-landed and inadvertently led proto-Nazis to Themyscira. I'm sorry, this whole time I've been trying to think of poison lyrics, and I got nothing. Oh, oh sure. Man, every rose has its thorn. I yeah, uh, no, that's Bill and Ted. No. <laughs> no, that's, not, no, that is All We Are Is Dust. In the wind, yeah, dude. dude. Uh, death clearly says when talking to God, every rose has its thorn. Because he's pretending to be a woman at this point in the movie. Oh, correct. Right, that yeah. is Bill and Ted's bogus journey. You are correct. You win. Fucking watch it. It's a great movie. Careful. It has a couple gay slurs in it. So if you're sensitive to that stuff, maybe well, don't. It's but... a product of the early 90s. Right. Yeah. 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 But it's got station. Station! Uh, yeah. I mean, like, I don't know. If you can find, like, the TV edit where they just cut them words out, it's a great movie. Yeah, yeah it really is. Change everything to 49ers fans. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, so, uh, a lot Where's of... Where's that Chrome extension? <laughs> no, right? I want to change all the slurs to 49ers fans. Uh, so... The president's God. tweets would be so much better. I know, right? Alex Jones would be amazing. <laughs> This is all coming from Raiders fan, Patrick yeah, Bromley. Fuck yeah! Yeah, the good side of the bay. Uh, Oakland! Uh, they're going to be in Vegas soon, I buddy. I know, that, that's just, that's, that's, that's treason. People should be hung for this. Other people should be hung for thinking it. It was really wrong when they moved from Oakland to Los Angeles. It was right when they moved back. It's not right to move again. Mark <laughs> Davis, you piece of shit. Don't grow up to be as crappy as your dad. Patrick, where are you from? Virginia. How did you become a Raiders fan? Because my childhood hero was one Vincent Edward, you may know him as Bo Jackson. Oh. That man mastered three sports. Yeah, one of them was just being bitchin' cool. Right? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> he was also one of the pro stars, the yeah. awesome cartoon with Michael Jordan and Wayne oh, Gretzky. I know. Yeah. Yeah, he was yeah. also in a weird fucking like video game cartoon with Qbert and Pac-Man, I think. I believe you're correct on that, too. Oh, interesting. And like a monster truck from another video game that I can't remember. Oh, because Bo Jackson was like the mascot for Tecmo Bowl. Yeah, because exactly. he yep, was. Yep, yep. That makes a lot was. of sense. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Oh, Bo knows Thankfully, everything. I remained a Bo Jackson fan long enough to trade over to the White Sox and not spend all the 90s and 2000s as a Royals fan. That got better later. That got better later. Sure, and then immediately got worse. And then immediately got worse, yeah. 
so welcome back to Sports Talk. <laughs> <laughs> Which all of our fans totally love. Sure. Uh, so yeah, there's a little bit of back and forth, and eventually uh, Diana decides that she's going to take Steve Trevor uh, to the war because she's convinced that Ares, the god of war, is back, and he is responsible for World War One, the war yeah. to end all wars. Yeah, so yeah. She, it is a war on a completely unprecedented scale, causing more suffering than any single human event, so she believes... Ares clearly must be behind this because it's too big for humans to have decided to do on their own. Sure. Here's a quick question. Sure. So the Greek gods created the world, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. Did how did, they, did 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 they ride dinosaurs? I just started thinking about this <laughs> because like Here's clearly clearly like something blew up the dinosaurs, which would be an even bigger event than World War One. So did the god did Ares do that too? Was Jeez. Ares just walking around like the Cretaceous, like punching the shit out of T Rexes <laughs> left and right? That would be so badass. I'm gonna break you because there are two things that I have noticed about the DCEU that make perfect sense in context of this movie. At no point do we get confirmation of dinosaurs having existed or of World War II ever happening. Wow. Ooh. Right? Wow. Wow. So fucking put that in your theological pipe and smoke it. (laughs) This universe posits that the dinosaurs never existed, Earth must be about 6,000 years old. (laughs) No, I don't like it. And World War II never happened because Ares was dead. I mean, that part's good. Right? Yeah, that's got bonuses. Yeah. Uh, you got to take the good with the bad. Sure, true. the Earth's flat, but, you know, no Holocaust, so I'll take it. Yeah, but all of our old-timey museums are just full of shit. No, they're full of skulls, swords, and shields. <laughs> they're somehow even fucking cooler. So, uh, and not a Damien Hurst in sight. <laughs> so uh, Diana breaks into the tower of the Amazons and steals the god-killer sword, a shield, and, like, the ultimate like armor of the Amazons uh, she's gonna sneak Steve yeah, you Trevor you may out. recognize it as the Wonder Woman costume yeah they hadn't revealed it yet in the movie so I was kind of trying to like not say that oh yeah we don't want to spoil it for all of you playing along at home <laughs> <laughs> mark it up on your body counts of your bingo cards guys John spoiled another one 20 minutes ahead of time oh no so, uh, yeah, they go out to a boat. They're uh, caught, though, by Hippolyta, Queen of the Amazons. She is a little reticent to let uh, Diana leave. but yeah, eventually the cat's in the cradle, and she feels like she spent all of her time trying to keep her away from training, that she never spent any quality time with Diana. Yeah. And then she realizes her daughter grew up just like her. Right? <laughs> Aiding a World War One vet. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she she died as she lived, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> right? Uh, so anyway. Oh, uh, no. She dies in Justice League in the fucking lamest way possible. Yes, yeah, she does. Yeah, that's true. Everything in Justice League is the lamest way possible. <laughs> Valid. Yeah, correct. So uh, instead she gives Diana, like, her her crown of, her, like, Amazon her general crown. crown yeah. And send them off to the world of men, letting her know that if she leaves, she may never come back. And now I don't know if that means, like, if you leave, you, you may, may never, never come back. Like, you may die out there. Yeah. Sure. You never come, or, or you can't find it. Right. Yeah. Or if it's, like, you may never come back. Like, you are exiled. Banished. You are forbidden from returning. I'm starting to lean towards it being the second one because, again, if Hippolyta is worried that Ares is going to sense Diana's power growing, she would just lead him back. from Themyscira. Then again, after Steppenwolf comes in Justice League, she's able to get there super easy. Ah, Steppenwolf just likes to dream right beside the saw machine. I don't know, something saw about a magic machine. carpet ride. <laughs> 
Well, don't name your big scary characters you after fucking theater what. companies and 60s bands. To be fair, did that character predate the band? I don't know. I mean, Jack Kirby's Fourth World stuff would have been happening post-60s because it was after he left Marvel. Okay, so then the band would have already The band would have been first, yeah. So he just named it after that. I'm sure the band is named after an old German thing. Steppenwolf is like an old German thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That that, word's been around. I think it's like an exercise thing where you step on wolves while they're running. So you're kind of like just jumping in between It's like the original Stairmaster. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Except in Bavaria. Exactly. Sure. Yeah. With big old boots of beer. Right? Right. That's how it works. That's how it works. Why would you put beer in your boots? Well, no, you make boot-shaped glasses. It's to reminisce about the times you used to drink it out of your boots because you were too busy walking on wolves to blow glass. Oh, I'm sorry. I was walking on, walking on, walking on broken glass. Oh, well, man. Well, that's what happens when you're running on wolves. You generally drop your beer glass. Yeah. Oh, so you want to keep it all in a boot. Right. And okay. you don't need the boot because the wolves are furry. It's like a nice carpet. Well, that's good because these boots were made for drinking, I guess. Yeah. And not for walking. No. And those wolves, from London. Their hair is perfect. <laughs> Okay. I was wondering what was going on in that Chinese restaurant. Uh, all right, so they, Steve Trevor and Wonder Woman, make their way out into the ocean. I guess. I, in a tiny don't tell, I was wondering that too because they leave an island. We don't know where the hell it is. I guess uh, it must be Greek adjacent. So I'm guessing yeah, because it's got to be off the coast of Turkey, right? Yeah. yeah. But then they just show up in London next. Yeah. They say that they caught, like, a ride, so I guess maybe they, like, caught, like, a trade wind or something like that. They're literally know? attached to, like, a tugboat or something. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They so, yeah, they must have yeah. just, like, gone south of Spain and just, like, looped around. And that's the part that's like, well, wait a minute, movie, because the British own the rocks of Gibraltar and always have. <laughs> so, like, he would have been on friendly soil and could have taken a plane. No, but he has to go straight to the war council. And... <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, they didn't have, like, planes that, like... Yeah, they didn't have planes back then, right? There's he no planes flies one away. <laughs> no, he was just flapping his arms real hard. <laughs> so uh, along the way, there's a little bit of fun goof em ups because he's like, all right, you go to sleep on that like bed of all the pillows and Themyscira that you brought. I'm going to tie myself to the side of this boat and hope for the best. And hey. She's like, no, you can sleep next to me. And he's like, but no, only married people do that. And she's like... Fish out of water. Yeah, this movie does that a lot. And There's a lot of fish instead out of, water, of uh, so. instead of explaining the rules of the Dick Van Dyke show to Wonder Woman, he just sleeps <laughs> beside her. Yes, yeah. correct. Which is fair. I mean, I like say, it's really complicated to try to explain. In the movie's defense, anytime she is a fish out of water, it is usually the other person coming to her viewpoint, right? Rather than the other way around. So, like, yes, yeah, Trevor realizes, like. Oh, yeah, it is fucking stupid to not just platonically sleep next to another human being. Yeah, never mind the fact that he's just, like, hinting over and over about sex. Oh, yeah, yeah. Once again, for the second time in the movie, brings up that he is uh, above average as a, a, a human male. Right. This is after, one, she saw his dick and was kind of like, sweet dick, is that what all dicks look like? And he's <laughs> like, no, I'm bigger. Anyway, <laughs> watch me cover it 100% with one hand. <laughs> Take my word for it, though. It's huge. Listen, man, he's just gotta gotta make it happen before she sees any other man. <laughs> and then, yeah, again, he's just, he literally is like, you know, I'm not, like, average. You know, I have, like, vigor. Yeah, and she <laughs> says, I've read all the feminist literature, and I know that I do not get pleasure from men. That's <laughs> true. Yeah, the 12, yeah, the 12 volumes of, like... Pleasures the, of the, the Flesh, yeah. written by Cleo. Yeah, 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 and the whole idea is that like uh, men are necessary for reproduction, but for pleasure 
unnecessary. Yeah. And he and he literally fair. goes, he literally goes, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just go to sleep and boat away. Yeah, boat away. Yeah. Uh, they show up in London. She wakes up. It's all like foggy because it's London. And she's like, this place is gross. And he's like, yup. <laughs> Let's go talk to some old white guys. Yeah. But first, shopping montage. Yeah, I gotta get her some real clothes. Yeah, so they meet up with his uh, his uh, secretary, secretary. Yeah. Etta Candy. Etta Candy. Played by Lucy Davis. Correct. Yes. Of- uh, and I keep writing every day to DC and Warner Brothers Pictures demanding that they make a Lucy Davis starring spinoff where Etta Candy creates her sorority of crime fighters like they do in the comics, and they solve London crimes together. That sounds like it could be interesting and worth watching, and so I'm sure it will never be made. (laughs) They have sent me several cease and desist letters. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. (laughs) You take your good ideas and you (laughs) shove it, John Rooney. Yeah. I, I, I I love Lucy Davis. I think she brings a lot to a very small role, and I wish there was a lot more of her in this movie. Yeah. Sure. There's a, uh, like, a short film that uh, came on that comes with like the DVD yeah it's like an Agent Carter style thing where yeah. you get to see more of her where it's like her and the Wonder Woman Holland Commandos yeah going to do like a little like like clean up goof them up yeah, yeah. Uh, they, that's where they find the mother box. Right. I think that's on the Justice League DVD, unfortunately. Well, then I'm never going to see it. Yeah, it's real rough. <laughs> <laughs> the little short's good, though. I've watched that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the bonus features have been consistently better than the movies themselves in a lot of these mm-hmm. cases. True. I mean, to be fair, most audio commentaries are better. And I mean, not even just of DC movies, just any audio commentary would be better than Justice League. <laughs> Here's the thing that fucking burns me up. There is an, a tremendous, like, two-and-a-half-hour Jack Kirby documentary where they talk to his family, his, like, surviving family. They have tons of, like, archival sketches that they show and lots of, like contemporaneous interviews that they kind of like have narrated. It is fascinating and it is exclusive to the Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer Blu-ray. <laughs> <laughs> the worst goddamn movie. <laughs> oh, it is so embarrassing to want to have that. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. Uh, so they land in London. They go on a goofy little shopping montage so Wonder Woman can get a uh, I guess London clothes and not look out of place because she's literally wearing the Wonder Woman suit and a giant fur coat over yeah. it. Uh, so they try on a couple goofy outfits. She eventually picks one and they give her the glasses so that you know the Clark that Kent glasses. Yeah, so yeah. now you know she's an uggo. Uh, clearly, <laughs> right? I mean, to be fair, the glasses do have an extended nose with a mustache. So. <laughs> right. Uh, the glasses are immediately broken once they get into a fight with some German goons who show up to accost them. Yeah, because uh, the German spy network is also trying to track down the stolen Book of Poison. Yeah. Yes, the Book of Poison, which, by the way, has the Orin on it from NeverEnding Story. Yeah. yeah, it turns out that it's not a Book of Poison. It's just her list of crushes. Right. Oh, nice. You By crushes, you mean the things that the rock ma- the rock biter has crushed, right? Uh, no, you cannot smell what the rock is cooking because it's poison gas! Stop shitting all of my never-ending story jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I miss Rockbiter. Right. He's great. These hands are so big. <laughs> I love that movie. We're going to watch that movie next. Fucking right on. I'm going to have to leave the room when they lose the horse in the Swamp of Sadness, though. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, Can man. we just, like, skip over that? <laughs> 
that uh, that's probably one of the greatest like child actor performances ever. Is oh, that yeah. poor kid who's gonna tug on a horse <laughs> that is legitimately fucking drowning? Yeah, yeah it's horrifying. Uh, oh, it's great. And then they name the childlike Empress like like Wendy or something. I don't remember yeah, what it is. It's real dumb. Yeah, I can't remember the end. But the end <laughs> ah, nobody dumb. remembers the end because it's real stupid. It yeah. doesn't end, people. No, it totally does. Unfortunately, <laughs> there's a it ends in everything. Yeah, it ends at the Neverending Story three, which has Jack Black as a neighborhood bully. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, the Neverending Story and Neverending Story two come on their own DVD by themselves. No oh, nice. So I didn't need to taint it with Neverending Story three. <laughs> I bought that DVD at a Jewel Osco grocery store. <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> it's pretty great. Uh, so anyways, Wonder Woman is the movie we watched. We that, did. Yeah. Uh, so they go to this war council. We meet... Um, David Thewlis is like the war secretary? Who is he? Uh, some sort Must- of like high-ranking mustache. Yeah. yeah. That's that's key. They're all mustaches. Some of them are decorated. Some of them are not. He appears to be the central mustache. <laughs> He's got a little cane, a little bowler hat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Steve Trevor says, Diana, stay out here. This is boys only. We're going to be telling a lot of rude jokes and farting a bunch. Mm, but true. she does not care. Yeah. Steps in, causes a bit of a ruckus. Uh, the old Just by her presence, everyone's like, Bruh. Yeah. Didn't she see the sign on our treehouse? <laughs> No girls. We're the British Empire. <laughs> we can't be seen consorting with girls. True. Uh, eventually, though, they are able to convince them. Uh, kind No, not even really convince them. They're just like, here's the poison book. And they're like, too bad. We're signing an armistice. Yeah, Goodbye. The, well, the general is, uh, war, the, yeah, the, the like high-ranking general in the room who is different from the head mustache. I don't know how British hierarchy works. Well, there's, there's and head mustache and then fat mustache. Yeah. Sure. Fat yeah. mustache is like the general. Now, where are they in the line of succession? Uh, fat mustache is just underneath... Uh, top mustache. Okay. Also, this is so Prince William and his children have to die before we get into the mustaches. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, so yeah, General Mustache is just like, well, the soldiers will die because that's what soldiers do. Uh, and Diana says, "You horrid monster." Uh, anarchic communes are the only moral way to structure our societies. It's, she's very much being confronted by the reality that she's on an island with more than 15 people all of a sudden. <laughs> Some of these assholes turn out to be expendable. <laughs> well, that and it is in, it is the island of too many empires. <laughs> right? <laughs> she just happens to her first trip to man's world is Britain at the height of imperialism. <laughs> Oops, all slaves. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Constant, constant slaves. <laughs> Nothing but abuse. What if instead of playing polo with horses, there were people that we rode instead? Yeah. So Good they... Uh, England. <laughs> <laughs> so they eventually decide, fuck these guys. Let's put our own team together. We'll fight the war ourselves. Because uh, that was the deal they made on Themyscira. She gets him off the island. He takes her to Ares, the front of the war. So they get the go about building the team of stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. You got the drunk Scotsman, the seedy Arab, and the quiet Indian. Yep. Correct. Thanks. Movie? <laughs> yeah. This is fucking forward. You may have noticed these were based on characters that were invented in the 30s and 40s. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you have uh, Sammy, uh, who is the... Uh, is he Algerian? Did they ever say? They don't say. He but is, he is a multilingual, a polyglot, if you correct. will, yes. Arab. Yeah. 
Uh, he is a yeah. He's definitely like ethnically Arab, mm. but speaks with a French accent yeah. as yes. his default. So and probably Algerian. Yeah, and wears a fez, which right. is also probably Algerian. And he's an actor who somehow lucked in lucked into lucked, yeah. fell into being a soldier. Uh, there's the Scottish uh, drafted. Guy. We call it. Oh sure. Yeah, that's how that worked back <laughs> I'm then. I'm betting the colonies were certainly drafted early in the conflict. Mm. First, some might say. Uh, then there's the Scots guy who uh, Charlie. Yeah, uh, who, uh, who we recognize from the rundown. Yeah, yeah. He, he's the where I, he was the Irish guy <laughs> who drank too much. He was the beef piper, <laughs> right? In this movie, uh, spoiler alert: no beef is piped. Yeah, correct. And no Bible is quoted. Like, what are they even paying this guy for? He yeah. does. He does sing a little bit, kind he does of. Does sing a little uh, bit. He, unfortunately, he makes way too much sense in this movie. I can yeah. understand all the words he says. Yeah, and I get why he's here and what his purpose is. Sure, sure. <laughs> uh, and then there's, of course, the chief. He's just the chief. Yeah. Uh, who was the tall Native American guy? Yeah. Who uh, was actually a? Uh, you find out in like the special things later on. He's actually an Indian demigod, a Native American demigod right. named Which is Nami. A thing, yeah. yeah, it's a thing that they pull from the comics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's like a trickster god. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they get together in a bar, and uh, fucking Goody McMustache is just like, well, listen, old boy, I can't be seen giving you direct help, but here's an envelope full of money. Ah, merry old England. Right? <laughs> so they give them the envelope money and they uh, head out to the French... No, not the, the... Where are they going? Belgium? Uh, Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. They're going to Belgium, yeah. I always just assume France and Belgium are the same place because of Jean-Claude Van Damme. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Like, in my mind, he well, just Van kicks is... them together with his feet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he does the splits to bring them together. That's right, right, yeah. He bridges the border. He straddles it, some might say. <laughs> Uh, in a very suggestive manner. Yeah, Correct. yeah, and then he brings them together and a walnut cracks all at the same time. <laughs> no one knows where that walnut is, but we all guess. Uh, is it in the weird tumor bump he has in his forehead? Because <laughs> once you see it, you'll never unsee it. Yeah. It is like he constantly bumped his head trying to get through a door frame. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they go to Belgium. Uh, they have a little camp out beforehand where they're getting all of their like bribe tactics in order because they're just going to bribe their way to the front. Uh, the Scottish guy is having PTSD like night terrors. Yes. Uh, which yeah. is a big plot point later on that he has seen too much war. Right. Uh, and, yeah, and, he's he's yeah. shell-shocked and he sees ghosts, says the Indian. Yeah, right. and he is their sniper and uh, <laughs> unfortunately he is not able to Pull the trigger on his weapon from for most of the movie. Yeah, um, because of this, I don't think ever. I don't think he ever. He does it the very, a very the last end. battle. He shoots. Oh, you're right. When yeah. they when they're finally in like the gas masks, everything. He he yeah. empties his clip and he asks for a new one. Like he's no, finally yeah, like, no one's got any like bullets, yeah. yeah, he goes the the fucking uh, cop from Die Hard route. Yes. Yeah. Where you know that he has scored a moral victory when he is able to shoot people again. Be- yes, right? of course. Yeah. He's overcome some real problems. <laughs> <laughs> and just like Sergeant Al Powell, he kills some Germans. Yeah. <laughs> That's the ticket. Uh, so yeah, they on their way uh, to the front line, they pass through uh, some like wounded refugees uh, and a lot of like 
there's a they're changing the front line so the they're in the trenches yeah like but like the front line soldiers are coming back and the new reserve units are coming back up to the front so you're seeing all the like wounded soldiers coming off the front line right. there's a guy with like a missing leg yeah, like, and no arms and bloody and, uh, and Wonder Woman wants to help them but Chris Pine says we can't we can't help everyone we can only do our mission uh, so they get up to the front line, and she says, "Nuts to this! I'm gonna take no man's land." Yeah, like because old... I'm a Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah. A little a little Belgian lady tells him that like her whole town has been like in, effectively enslaved by the German army. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. so she's like, "F this!" And they're like, "It's no man's land. No man can cross it." And I cannot be killed by any man of woman born. Yeah. Thank God that the, nobody in the movie like hung a lampshade on it. Right. And nobody had to say, I am no man. Right, it's yeah. only heavily implied when she takes her fur coat off and <laughs> reveals herself yeah. finally as Wonder Woman. Uh, and single-handedly storms the fucking front lines. And it is amazing. It is easily the best scene in the movie. And apparently the studio fought tooth and nail to have it cut out. <laughs> that sounds about right. Because again, this is a Warner Brothers picture based on a DC comic property, so it is run by dum-dums and ghouls. <laughs> and ghouls. I like that yeah. it's ghouls. I like that there's actual supernatural monsters stopping us from getting a good DC movie. No, that makes me happy though, because in this version, somewhere, every time some kids like dreams and hopes are crushed by how shitty the Superman movie it's is. It's like on purpose. Yeah, and the Crypt Kicker is just cackling in the background. <laughs> he just cackles every time a little kid cries. Oh, that makes... Hey, I like this, John. This is good. Yeah. It gives you an enemy to fight. <laughs> Instead of just being uh, uh, tied to the cruel whims of an uncaring DC universe. Yeah, no, no. Well, 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 kitties. Time to watch my new movie. Booperman, <laughs> man of squeal, <laughs> and then the movie has. That's why the movie has so many ironic, dark twists in it. Right. <laughs> uh, P.S. If I could just get a fucking Joe Dante Superman movie, just for a hot minute. Oh man, where Superman fights a volcano? <laughs> yeah, please. That'd be so good. Or Gremlins. What if you fought a bunch of Gremlins? What if the Gremlins got into a different laboratory than the one in Gremlins 2, <laughs> but this laboratory had serums that turned them into superheroes, so there was like... It's a LexCorp laboratory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. so there was like a plastic man <laughs> gremlin, or like a Batman gremlin. I would gremlin. give so much money for DC to throw a whole bunch of their weight behind a plastic man movie. <laughs> uh, supposedly they are. Supposedly, Kevin Smith turned in a draft of a Plastic Man movie a little while ago. And oh, was that the big property he was? No, this is a teasing. few years ago, I oh, guess. Okay. But I guess like it's still kind of in the back burner of development. Yeah, interesting. Boy, boy, and howdy! What anyways, a world we live in. <laughs> Wonder Woman uh, single-handedly charges across no man's land, just like taking machine gun bullets, blocking bullets with abrasers. Uh, allowing the uh, English army to advance. race forth in advance. Yeah. Uh, they were able to take the thing. And then she rolls into the village of Veld, Veld and fucks shit up. Yeah, she's picking up tanks and tossing them around. She's kicking the shit out of dudes. Entering rooms and killing like dozens of guys. She, uh, We get the return of the Wonder Woman theme from Batman v Superman. Literally the only good part of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then she punches a church. Yeah, she does. 
Yeah, because there's one sniper left, and everyone knows the NPCs will not turn friendly until you take out the last bad guy. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. And also, as we've already discussed, there's no Christian god in this world, so it doesn't Correct. matter. Yeah. yeah. No. She would have punched that church anyway as a monument to a false god. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so in the aftermath of the battle, everyone is rejoicing. They're very happy. Uh, They're drinking beer because it's Belgium. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. In the meantime, Dr. Poison and her superior, uh, Lutendorf, uh, are <laughs> showing their new poison off to the German high command, uh, who are just like, no, no, we're doing the armistice. Shut up. And they're like, okay. Then he throws oh, the gas. This is my favorite fucking scene in this whole movie. He throws a can of gas in the room. He throws a one gas mask in there with him and slams the doors. And Dr. Poison says, that gas mask won't be effective. Yes, but they don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> then they yeah. giggle and then like... the Crypt Kicker laughs in the distance. <laughs> they giggle like Boris and Natasha yeah. and Rocky oh, and Bullwinkle. And my heart grows three sizes. <laughs> <laughs> the movie turns into Batman 66 like for eight seconds. Yeah. It's awesome. I fucking love it so hard. <laughs> like this is the equivalent of the pencil trick scene in uh, Dark Knight in where Dark it's like Man. this is where I I'm on board for these villains. Yes. <laughs> uh, so then, uh, yeah, it's the, that night uh, in Veld, uh, after saving the day and drinking beer and Charlie singing and everyone having a good time. Uh, yeah, and Charlie apparently, uh, he was, he, you know, he choked up on the battlefield and was not able to shoot anyone. Uh, but after seeing the victory at Veld, is able to sing again, which he has apparently not been able to do for right. years. Uh, so he sings his, like, good old Scott drinking songs yes. yeah. and uh, Steve Trevor teaches Wonder Woman how to dance uh, how to cut a rug and then Wonder Woman teaches Steve Trevor how to fuck yeah because <laughs> she's read all 12 treaties on the pleasures yeah. that's what fire, I'm saying as written by Cleo yeah, they, uh... I mean, they, she's probably like, here's where the clitoris is. This is gonna be a good time for both of us now. And, and he was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait. Yeah, if you're a man in, like, 1919, that's, like, hot news, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah, because it's the discovery of a new organ. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they knew what that was back then. No. I think at that point, uh, the top British medical officials thought that you could cure insanity by removing it? Yeah. Sure. And, or uh, I believe we called it hysteria, correct. which is why you have a hysteriaectomy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, also, you could cure it by just uh, fucking vibrators, just yeah. giving yeah. orgasms. That yeah. will come. Yeah. I was wondering yeah. if that's like a little bit later. Or a that's little gonna bit be before, before this. Yeah. I think that's yeah. like yeah. Jack the Ripper times. I think. Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> because I, I think it's in Alan Moore's From Hell comic. Sure, I think sure, you're sure. Right. Which yeah. is also, I think, incidentally, across the pond. Young Guns Times. Yeah, Young Guns Times, yeah. He's right. Yeah. Back in Young Guns Times, we found the glitterous. <laughs> s- s- sorry, women. Is this any worse than when Patrick talked about dr- jiggling boobs? Oh, no, no, no. I'm apologizing for all of medical science being weaponized against your private parts. Fair. For hundreds yeah. of years. Hundreds yeah. is a low estimate. <laughs> Uh, so uh, now they we move on to kind of like the meat of the movie. They know that German High Command is going to be giving a test of uh, this new gas that 
eats through gas masks. Yeah, they're gonna have a gala about it too. Yeah. yeah, it's in a big old castle. They got outdoor seating, the whole deal. They have a big doomsday cannon on top. Yeah. Uh, and they're trying to figure out how they're gonna get in. Steve Trevor, uh, they managed to steal a car and he managed to steal a German outfit. Uh, and uh, Sammy, the the actor guy, poses as his chauffeur. They're with a con their way in. Uh, meanwhile, Wonder Woman pulls that old reliable trick of punch someone and steal their clothes. Yep. <laughs> yep. I love it because she spends a lot of time sizing up the other woman to make sure that the clothes are going to fit. And the woman is... Uh, very uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, sure, she probably thinks this lady's like a weird hobo because she literally appears out of the woods <laughs> yeah. in front of her. Speaks no words. Nope. nope. <laughs> just stands next to her and looks at her hard. <laughs> and now there's just a naked German lady in the woods. Right. Sure, yeah. Probably never... with a broken jaw, like missing a few teeth. <laughs> yeah, we, we never check in on this woman. I hope she's okay. No, we don't. Uh, probably Hopefully not. one of those nice German officers helps. <laughs> I guess she's probably got a big sword hole in her. <laughs> That's gonna be what I'm guessing. <laughs> so, uh, so they go. Uh, uh, Diana breaks into this uh, gala. Chris Pine is there. Steve Trevor. He tries to put the moves on Doctor Poison. It yeah. is working for her too. I mean, like I'm two seconds away from falling in love with Chris Pine's character at Aren't this point. We all always talks about seeing, uh, you know, the the beauty of fire and seeing that fire in your eyes. Oh, yeah. Sure, but like also talking about how fire is the ultimate destroyer. Yeah, because yeah, he's really he, speaking her language. Exactly. Yeah. Like he has studied her like writings, I assume, and has like a pretty good psych profile on how to approach sure. her. But then he keeps making eyes at Wonder Woman. <laughs> yep. Which she notices and walks away from him laughing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Ludendorff uh, starts aggressively dancing with Wonder Woman. And somehow doesn't notice that she's A, wearing her Wonder Woman armor underneath this dress, and B, has a full fucking sword down her back. Well, as yeah, I dude, stated, he... that's because he put one hand in her hand and the other hand clearly went on her ass. There's no other way to miss all that stuff. <laughs> That's fair. Now, he did not go small to the back like a gentleman. Right. <laughs> I mean, he is proto-Nazi. Like this, look. Proto! I, I, I understand that they are not Hun. Nazis. He's a hun. I get it, I get it. But this movie wants you to think they oh, are yeah, Nazis. Oh yeah, they totally <laughs> yeah. do. This movie draws no distinctions between the Germany of World War One and the Germany of World War Two. Yeah. Uh... And uh, Wonder Woman is about to strike her killing blow against Lutendorf when uh, Steve Trevor stops her and he's like, no, you can't do that here. But he gets away and then shoots his gas bombs off and destroys Veld. Yeah, the village that they just liberated is now entirely wiped out by poison gas. Completely gassed. And they get the gas, like, frighteningly accurate in this movie where it is this thick, heavy fog that just... Stays in the air. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and it kill, literally kills everybody in the town. Uh, Wonder Woman is very upset. She kind of blames Steve that for stopping her. She could have uh, stopped this because she's at this point decided that Lutendorf is Ares and he needs to be killed. And then once that happens, the war will stop. So yeah. she rides off on a horse. She's going to go find him. Yeah, the other, like, pseudo-howling commandos follow Ludendorff to the secret gas hideout. And they signal where it is. So they both, like, rush to where that yes. smoke signal is coming from. Mm-hmm. So they get there. Uh, there's a giant robot biplane. Yeah. yeah. It's got four huge uh, prop pro- uh, propeller engines. Yeah, it's like those guitars that are, like... 
double guitars, you know? Uh, it is just the most childish, like, it's a double plane. It's yeah. double the plane than a normal plane. I mean, to be fair, it's not like biplanes and triplanes didn't exist. They totally did. But this is like a... It's four of them. You took. It is like the double decker bus equivalent. Yeah, it's, of a ob- it's an obnoxiously large plane. Yeah. Right. Uh, uh, so that's getting loaded up with some gas bombs, and they're gonna gas London directly with all this like super poison gas. Yes. Yeah. So Wonder Woman decides to confront Lutendorf in his yeah. uh, air traffic control tower. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. That no one is watching ever. <laughs> Buddy, come on! Like in any good Assassin's Creed game, you got to do the parkouring up to the tower where your target is before you can take him out. That's, that's true. true. That's so you can leap off into a pile of exactly. Hay. Yeah. yeah. While an eagle goes, <laughs> they're very good games. Sure, uh, I'll say that's true for maybe two of them. Correct. <laughs> uh, apparently, the Egypt one is supposed to be super good. I ain't played it though. Yeah, you know, I haven't played the new one yet either. Mm. Uh, but fucking two is great. Two is great, and uh, uh, Assassin's Black Creed Black Flag. I have not played, but Rogue is actually real fucking good. Okay, I haven't played Rogue. You're playing as like a Templar agent in the American colonies. Ooh, it's real fucking. So good. that's kind of like the a fuck. It's kind of like <laughs> yeah. a like it's like a flip side, side yeah. of Assassin's Creed Three. Yeah, Man. exactly. Yeah. That, those games always took like one of the things that I find most interesting in history, the actual like Al Hashishim, and they've just done really weird stuff. Here's the thing that fucking pisses me off about that. So it starts in like the contemporaneous times for the assassins, the Crusades, where you had the actual assassins yeah. and the actual Knights Templar. Right. But then they're like no, actually, the assassins have been around since, like, Egypt times. And, like, the Knight no. Templars were made by, like, an alien apple. No. And it's like, it's, oh, God. And, like, uh. they literally, in the ancient Egypt one, used the term assassin. And it's like, that's an Arabic term. No. <laughs> it's a real word uh. that means a thing. That Damn said, it. Assassin's Creed 2 ends with you punching the shit out of the Pope. Yes, you have a fist fight with a Pope who is evil. And it's great. And then Juno, the god of wisdom, is like, good job punching that. Uh, And one of the other fun things in Assassin's Creed 3, and there's not many fun things in that game. It is a slog. uh, Is if you go to Philadelphia, you can stop by Ben Franklin's shop, and he will give you his treatise on older women. (laughs) Nice! (laughs) Where he's just like, hey, let me tell you this, young buck. If you want to fuck, fuck the old ladies, because they know what they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> Except I'm going to take 20 minutes doing this, and you can listen to the whole thing in my shop. <laughs> that poor voice actor. Right. Every time you walk into Ben Franklin's shop, it's another like 20-minute Ben Franklin <laughs> like, historical speech. Yeah, that actor is still in the booth recording for it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Schrodinger's recording booth. Exactly. Well, every time you turn off your PS3, it has to download a new patch for all of the extra content. Yeah, all the yes, new Ben Franklin speeches. Yep. Uh, so, uh, meanwhile, Chris Pine and the other Holland Commandos go to stop Poison Plane. Saboteur. Yeah, they're yeah. going to stop the Poison Plane from uh, going to uh, at the drive-in in my old man's Ford. Sure. They're going to talk dirty lyrics? to me. Yeah. yeah okay. I told you. I, I don't remember any of them. I've been trying to find a way to easily uh, slide in unskinny Oh my bop, god, you and, and me both. You and me both. And it's just going to be offensive. Like, there's just no way to make unskinny bop work. 
Hang on, do they pour some honey on? Sugar, you son of a bitch. And that's Def Leppard. <laughs> and it's oh, Def Leppard. Oh, I'm sorry. You son of a bitch. Yeah. Clearly no. your mom didn't raise you on MTV. <laughs> P.S. If you want to watch like two 60-year-old men masturbate with guitars, go to a Def Leppard concert. Oh, yeah. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Oh, man. Have you ever heard Pour Some Sugar on Me played for 12 consecutive minutes? It's Ooh. unpleasant. <laughs> I do love uh, like bands from the uh, 70s and 80s that are still touring now and like... It is their purpose in life to be as aggressively unpleasant to the audience. <laughs> like, go go look up any YouTube clip of, like, a current Dave Van Halen show. Oh, sure. And you tell me they're not using sonic weapons, like, at the come up given embassy. <laughs> they're prototyping all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I can just see, like, Eddie Money, like, coming out, but, baby, hold on to me. Hey, Fuck you, pal! <laughs> I got two tickets to this fist in your face! Although, Jesus, have you seen the estate sale for uh, the guitar player from Black Sabbath who passed away? No. They're selling a bunch of his stuff from, like, his solo tours. Oh, really? Uh, they're selling a big dragon head. Nice! From they're Black selling- Sabbath? Yeah, uh, who's the guitarist? The Rio something 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 Rio? No, no, no. You're thinking of the former lead singer of Black Sabbath, Ronnie James Dio. Right. Yes, okay. yes, yes, I am. For a I'm second, sorry. you made me think that Tony Iommi died, and I was super I pumped. No. <laughs> oh, no. He was super pumped. No, no, bummed. Oh, bummed, okay. Bummed. Yeah, I'm sorry oh. to put you through that. Yeah. That guy invented heavy metal yeah. <laughs> because a factory accident cut off his fingertips <laughs> and he made a wax replacement so he could play the guitar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but definitely check out the estate sale. It is, there are a lot of listings for used crossbows and used swords. Fuck yes, I my mean, kind of guy. That's Ronnie James Dio, man. He rides the tiger. You can feel the stripes because you know they're clean. <laughs> there is a mechanical sphinx sarcophagus. <laughs> So Are you sure a, that's not Iron Maiden? Yes. I am positive because there's a picture of that, and then there's a picture of the underside of it where the instructions on how to properly assemble and maintain <laughs> uh, it are written. And how much and does all of this stuff cost? cost? Between uh, six hundred and one thousand dollars. Fuck yeah! Yes. It is all ridiculously affordable. I have always wanted a giant dragon head and a working sphinx sarcophagus. It's a dragon head, and it comes in a crate, and on the crate is spray painted. Dragon eyes. Well, I'd hate to get it confused. I mean, if I can get the big old sword from the Rainbow in the Dark video, I'm be pretty pumped. Oh, yeah. There's also lots of tour jackets. Oh sure, oh, yeah, lots of, course, of real yeah. Good They're probably tour like jackets. 25 cents a piece, right? Yeah. So, anyways, Wonder Woman punches oh, yeah, Ludendorff to death. Ludendorff. We keep forgetting to mention this. Uh, Doctor Poison gives him like meth. super yeah, meth. Yeah, super meth. Gas meth. Uh, that I think it's more like uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, bath salts. <laughs> bath salts. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it seems to uh, not like numb his pain and also like make him super strong. Yes. Yeah. So him and Wonder Woman have a little bit of a fight uh, for a little bit, but eventually she gets him on the roof of his little tower, stabs him through the chest. The day is saved. Ares is dead. The war is over. Except what? record scratch noise. Everybody <laughs> just keeps on doing their business at the bomb factory like not shit happened. Yeah. And she's and all Wonder like, Woman wait. Is- uh, Steve Trevor makes the point of just like, look, maybe it's just us. Maybe humans are just shitty people. 
Right, maybe we're terrible. True fact. Yeah. Uh, so he goes off to help his howling commandos do some sabotage work on the gas. Meanwhile, who should appear in this tower of evil but one Mr. Head Mustache? Head Mustache. And it turns out Head Mustache is Ares, yeah. the god of war. Yeah. You uh, should have so, guessed that because he was Head Mustache. Correct. I guessed it when we saw it in the theater. The minute he showed up, I was like, that guy's Ares. Well, yeah. that's because that actor has never played a good guy in history. Not right. true. He's the good guy in Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, are there, there any good guys <laughs> yeah, in no, the I'm Island of Dr. I'm going with John. Going with John. Going with John. That's all relative, Mark. <laughs> Uh, but he is, you're right, because he's also a great bad guy in Fargo Season in 3. Fargo 3, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I knew it because in New 52, that's exactly what Ares looks like. Yeah. An old guy with a mustache. Right, nice. Uh, so uh, Diana takes the god killer and thrusts at Ares. Ares puts up the palm of his hand and like Darth Vader in Cloud City just absorbs the blast. Yes. Yeah, and turns the whole sword to dust. Yep. And then explains to her that the sword is not the god killer. She is the god killer. The god killer was the friends you made along the way. No, the god, god killer was, was inside, inside her. her. Jesus. Well, you know, we just got two different things out of this movie. I don't think we did. <laughs> uh, and it turns out that, that uh, Diana was not uh, shaped by clay and brought to life. Uh, by Zeus. She was uh, the product of Hippolyta and Zeus making sweet love and having a baby. Which is how Zeus made all of his weird babies. Sure. Sometimes he did it while dressed as a goat. Or yeah. not. I shouldn't say dressed as a goat. Transformed into an goat. actual goat. Yeah. Sometimes a goat, sometimes a swan. Yeah. Very rarely a person. Yeah. And my personal favorite, when he gets into that lady's house by being a golden shower. <laughs> Thanks, Grease. <laughs> What does it say about like the the cornerstone of Western civilization? civilization? <laughs> is that everyone's just sleeping with animals left and right? <laughs> yes, I think it does. I mean, old man, look at your life. <laughs> like a fucking goose just kicks in the door and is like, "We're having sex," and the lady's just like. Yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah, why do you think all of the sexiest of our makeout songs have guitars what go... <laughs> I did forget about the... Yeah, you need that, that top part every time. That honking noise really gets everybody going. I did forget about that part in uh, uh, Let's Get It On where it's like, Let's get it on. <laughs> Come on, sugar. Honk. Yeah, uh, and yeah. that inception noise is just like that's the sound, like super slowed down, which is why everyone thinks it's so sexy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, uh, this sets up the final battle of the movie, uh, which is uh, CGI Blob Man versus Gal Gadot. Because they remembered at the last minute, oh shit, this is a DC movie. Make the action look real shitty. And they did. And they did. Yeah, he basically uh, turns himself into a... a literally a, a shitty knockoff Magneto in yeah. a lot of ways. He is a knockoff Magneto. He puts on Right trash. down to the levitating with his arms And, like, out. here's the thing. The Magneto in the movies is already not that great to start with. I know, man. <laughs> Come on. And then he does nothing but force pulls and force pushes. And you're like, it's fucking Magneto, you DC asshole. Uh, he does make himself a nice, pretty sweet trash armor. <laughs> he does. He does. Except his helmet is the same shape and style as Magneto's. Uh, not true. His has horns. It's actually closer to Steppenwolf. I guess that's fair. He does have horns. And then he throws trash swords at her. Yeah, uh, and the whole time he is playing that Emperor Palpatine, like, 
look how evil and corruptible these humans are. I didn't make them fight. I simply provided them with tools and they fought on their own. To the, and it really fucks with Diana for a second that she actually goes insane for a brief moment and starts punching <laughs> proto-Nazis. Starts speed plow, like doing a speed run through a bunch yeah. of Nazis. Yeah, I think you said that it was the last 30 minutes of Commando in the span of 15 seconds. Right. Yep. <laughs> she kills so many people. So many proto-Nazis bite it. Uh, and then Ares kind of throws Dr. Poison at her feet and says, like, look how like miserable these humans are go ahead and kill Dr. Poison and prove that, you know... And she's gonna... are irredeemably evil. She picks up a whole tank to drop it on that lady. Which is overkill. Yeah, it's a little much. She yeah. could just kick that lady in her face. Sure. Uh, but then she kind of sees all the things that are going on around her. She remembers uh, that the last thing Steve Trevor said to her was, you know... I love you, yeah. is what he said. Yeah. Well, he said, but I he's wish we had... He, he's like, I wish we had more time. And he, he's like... I can win the day. You, you can, can save the tomorrow. world. Yeah, yeah exactly. And, and he gives her his the watch that yeah. his father gave her, uh, and says, "I love you." And then runs off to sacrifice himself to blow up the poison plane in the sky. Right. And right. up to this point, like he's been certainly a good character, but like kind of like a chaotic good, where he is very selfish. Uh, he is not the first person to kind of stick his neck out unnecessarily. I'm right. he's sort of forced to. He's Tony Stark. Right. So the fact that he is, you know, going to fucking Captain America this plane kind of proves to Diana that, like, oh, no, humans are capable of great evil, but they are capable of redemption as well. Right. And when his plane blows up, that's when she goes commando and punches a bunch of proto-Nazis. She's about to throw a tank at Dr. Poison. She remembers the thing with Steve Trevor. Then she throws the tank to the side. Dr. Poison disappears? I don't know if she's blown... Like she, I think she just runs away. Yeah, she yeah. just kind of escapes yeah. to be brought up on, you know, war crime charges. <laughs> no, no. She gets a sweet, sweet deal with Boeing. <laughs> I don't know if you remember that. Ha- that's how that, that works. Operation Paperclip kicked in. Right. Uh, that wouldn't be for a few more years. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways, uh, then she finally embraces her inner uh, her inner god and yeah. just lays waste to Ares. Just yeah, so Ares the shit out of starts him. like shooting lightning. Yeah, at he her starts going Palpatine Force lightning. She just starts absorbing it in her bracers. Yeah, she goes full Yoda. Yep. Uh, and then turns that back onto him, giving her braces the old clickety clack. And shooting a beam of energy into Ares and exploding him. Uh, and then he does, and all the soldiers kind of come out of the rubble and just start, like, uh, not fighting anymore. That's what it is. Her bracers are the trash can that Mr. Game & Watch has in Smash Brothers. Correct. <laughs> if you keep hitting them, eventually it's a one-hit kill from her. Yeah. That's what it is. I've yep. been trying to remember that. What was that that does that? But it's the trash can from Mr. Game & Watch. Mr. Who? Game and Watch. Watch. He's the 2D black figure with the trash can and the hammer. Yeah, one of the first game systems that Nintendo ever put out was a little LCD game system called Game and Watch because it was a video game, but when you weren't playing it, it would tell you the time. Okay. Uh, So Mr. Game and Watch was like the little like LCD character that would like juggle when you hit the buttons, and like he was like he was the Mario of the Game and Watch franchise. Okay. So Mr. Game Black stick figure. Yeah. So he's in the Smash Brothers series just as this little, like, weird LCD fucking weirdo character. I fucking loved Game & Watch. Great character. Sorry. Back to the movie. Okay. So anyways, the war is over, and as far as we know, all wars are over forever. Correct. Yeah. It's all Uh, done. No more wars. Yeah. So she goes back to London for VE Day. Uh, Everybody's having some celebrations, but there's also a wall of fallen soldiers 
uh, which is real fucked up early Facebook, I guess. I guess. Sure. Uh, she looks at the picture of Steve Trevor and gets all emotional, but uh, all the howling commandos plus Etta Candy are all around her giving her support. Saying, like, it's okay. And she's like, I know, I'm going to fuck off to the Louvre and work there for, I guess, 80 years. A hundred years, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And nobody yeah, <laughs> nobody will see me for 70 years. Right. War ends in 1919, movie made in 2017. She worked at the Louvre for a hundred years. Here's the thing. The turnover is so high at the Louvre that no one stays long enough to get suspicious. <laughs> to, to notice, yeah. That well, I think she she probably pulls like one of those tricks where every like ten years she just shows like leaves for like a week and comes back and she's just like, ah, I'm that lady's kid. And slaps a pair of glasses on. No one yeah. knows who she is. <laughs> sure, cuts her hair a little bit. Yeah. Or here's probably the most realistic scenario. Hey, have you not aged in the past sixty years, Wonder Woman? Uh, shut up. Fair, <laughs> fair point. Fair, fair point. Fair. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, like, Batman v Superman makes it very well, makes it very clear that for the next 70 years, she does nothing. Right. She's just either in hiding or dealing in skulls and shields at the Louvre. So, I think a, a Flashpoint is coming out before the next Wonder Woman, right? No. I, I think that? Wonder Woman is coming up next. Wonder I don't think Wonder they've started shooting Flashpoint yet. I could have sworn that they did start. Whatever. Because that would be an easy way to explain why like now she's active in the 80s. Sure, sure, sure. I just don't think they care. <laughs> yeah, or you could just fucking ignore all the other DC bullshit. Mm-hmm. That's what I do, and it's working out great. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty nice. Because uh, this movie's fucking rad. Yeah, this movie's super good. Uh, so then we go back to the modern day Louvre, and she kind of just like, she sends Bruce Wayne an email uh, saying, thanks for the picture, and he's... I don't know what he says. He doesn't respond. Nah, he doesn't respond. And then she goes to the roof and jumps off. Yeah. Yeah, she senses danger somewhere off in the distance and then, like, jumps at the camera. And then the movie goes, wah, 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 And then there's credits. And weirdly enough, no post-credit scene. Yeah, because, again, they want as loosely tied to the rest of the DC movies as possible. You could cut off the two scenes at the Louvre and just have the movie as is. It would make perfect sense. And right. you could just say, this exists individually on its own outside that. <laughs> yeah, and nobody would be upset. Yeah. Wonder Around, Woman, a DC Universe story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around the edges of this movie is a thick fog that shields it from the light of all other DC continuity. This one's probably going to have more in common with that weird Joker movie with Joaquin Phoenix. Jesus. Made by the director of The Hangover. Yep. Oh. Trilogy. Executive Fun. produced by Martin Scorsese. Oh, Christ on a cross. With Robert De Niro in it as well. But don't worry, everyone. Jared Leto is signed on to play the Joker at uh, least one more time. Uh, stop letting in, that man be on TV. In what? Suicide Squad 2? My wetter farts? <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, we're moving on to bullet points. Pew pew. Bullet points. And our first bullet point is body count. Jesus. Body counts. Patrick, what do you think the body count of Wonder Woman is? Uh, I'm gonna go with 175. Oh, all right. John, what do you think the body count of Wonder Woman is? I'm going to go for 280. Ooh. All right. Once again, playing by them old Price is Right rules. Whoever gets the closest without going over wins. Patrick, you are the winner. The body count was 198. Man. It's still pretty high. All right. Listen, listen. I never counted that, like, outer borough is actually part of Veld. Those people weren't people. 
175. I'm sticking to it. Jesus. Uh, for a movie that doesn't feature planets exploding, it's a very high body count. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it does feature World War One, And exactly. it definitely has a whole town that gets gassed. Yes. Uh, and Wonder Woman punching her way through an entire legion of proto-Nazis. Right. Right. Uh, so that's going to take us to our next bullet point. Best kill. Best kill. John, best kill. Oh, uh, Sniper in the Bell Tower, by far. Uh, so yeah, they've cleared out Velt of all of the other uh, German soldiers, but there's a sniper up in the bell tower who's taking pot shots at all of the people that are trying to like reclaim the town square. Uh, so Steve Trevor and a couple of the other Howling Commandos uh, get a piece of sheet metal, uh, and they, you know, Steve Trevor says, "When I on my signal, thrust up as hard as you can." Hey, Diana, it's a shield. So she runs up to it. Which is something that jumps, happens, yeah. he saw at Themyscira exactly. happen. Right. So she ru- takes a running start at it, jumps on it, and they like springboard her to the bell tower. And she shield punches it so hard that the entire church explodes. Right. <laughs> Thus burying that sniper under tons of rubble. Yeah. <laughs> that sniper that was sniper. liquefied upon contact. <laughs> Like, don't worry, he felt nothing. <laughs> uh, Patrick, best kill. I'm actually going to go for a, a, a bad guy wins kill. Uh, I liked the guy who fired a shot at Wonder Woman from like one of the little German boats in the raid of Themyscira. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and she kind of like watches the bullet because it's, I think, the first one she's seen. Yes. yes. And she just like watches it go by. And that son of a bitch proto-Nazi totally pegs a swinging... Amazonian lady. Yep. And then she just limply hangs on the rope. <laughs> that was very much like a Texas bullseye shot where yeah. he was clearly aiming for Diana and accidentally hit the swinging it's Amazonian. golden, man. Like, well, that, meant to do it. That guy rolled the kind of 20s I like to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he rolled a one on accuracy, but a 20 on luck. Right. <laughs> Which is how you play the game, John. <laughs> Stats are bullshit luck all the time. No, luck is your shit stat that you dump all your extra points into. And this is why you never get the treasure or kill the dragon. That's true. Mark, best kill. (laughs) Uh, My best kill uh, is going to go towards, actually it's a kill by Dr. Poison. Uh, Early in the movie she's testing uh, a version of her super gas uh, and it doesn't quite make it through the gas mask and the guy survives. And then they just like, she just like pulls a lever and it just kills, like snaps the guy's neck. Yeah, Yeah, no, it like rips the gas mask off of his face. Yeah. Yeah, and just kills him. I just thought it was so like, like casually brutal, right? right. She's like, "Oh shucks, it didn't work. Oh well, clink, <laughs> flush this body." <laughs> now, and that is a classic mistake of the employer at the termination phase of employment. You gotta have an exit interview with that Come prisoner on, right? to really find out what went wrong and how you can improve for the future. How, how many gas your- make you feel? Right. Right. How many of your orifices are burning? And if you still want to kill him, you got a gun. Yeah. Right. Smart. Smart, Bullets John. Bullets are expensive, though. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot that Dr. Poison only loads her revolver with silver bullets. Right. <laughs> so that she can feel the weight and expense of life. Well, you never know when you're killing a werewolf. And the last thing you want to do is just piss it off. <laughs> also true. That's good advice. 
That should be the name of like your advice column. <laughs> <laughs> you never know when you're going to kill a werewolf. <laughs> uh, so that's going to do it for that bullet point. We'll move on to the next one. War crimes. Woo! War crimes. It's been a while since we had some war crimes, so let's make them good. Patrick, tell me about some war crimes in Wonder Woman. <laughs> uh, well, I'll take the obvious one of trying to build a gas that goes through gas masks and kills people and then planning to drop it on a major civilian center. Like, I feel like that's probably pretty standard. Especially sure. in a Chemi- robot. Chemical weapons are pretty heavily banned in the yeah. Geneva Convention. Pretty consistently. Especially when you drop them in a weird robot superplane. Right. Yeah, no. That looks sinister. <laughs> it is a sinister looking plane. Yeah. It doesn't appear to have windows. The front looks like weird like slats. Like it's almost got those cool like Kanye West sunglasses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, John, talk about some war crimes. I'm, I'm going to say the gassing, the actual gassing of the recently liberated Belgium city. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. They yeah, shot he, a giant super bomb uh, from, I'm assuming, somewhere in Austria or Germany into Yeah, that was Belgium. definitely over the, you know, over the border. Yeah. Over yeah. the border, yeah. And yeah, lay waste to an entire village. Yeah, that's a... And here's the thing, Germany. You already violated Belgian sovereignty by marching your entire army through them at the beginning of the war. Then you tested your shells on their forts... <laughs> and then as like a final fuck you a week before the armistice is to be signed you're like well let's gas them a whole bunch yeah, why not well, yeah because they're Belgians <laughs> <laughs> they kept the secret of their waffles to themselves right, right. And this every- angered the Germans we've been everybody's been cool with Belgium ever since they explained that they fry the fries twice <laughs> <laughs> that's all we ever wanted to know that's all we needed <laughs> Fair. Uh, Mark, war crimes. Uh, I am going to go probably with the Louvre storing like human skulls. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't know where those human skulls came from. The satanic cult that sacrifices people in the basement of an art museum? Yeah, yeah. It just seems like the kind of thing the Louvre should not have. Right. And the fact that there are so many skulls <laughs> that we noticed them. I mean, here's the thing. I'm going to argue there are a lot of things in European museums that, that they, they should, should not have. Well, <laughs> oh, sure. Like, all things? Right, right. <laughs> Uh, oh, no, you're right. I just discovered this sarcophagus uh, say, oh boy, that means it's mine. I shall I, take it back to my home country yeah, where it should I be mean, studied by our finest Be minds. fair, before that, British museums were just full of paintings of rich guys on horses. <laughs> True. <laughs> but once the Queen Mother decided to enact the law of finders, keepers, <laughs> losers, weepers. Yeah, that was uh, proven in America in the Supreme Court uh, losers v. keepers. Right. Yeah, losers right. v. Yeah, yeah, keepers. Yeah. Uh, then you could just take whatever you wanted including whole Egyptian pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. All right. Well, moving on to our final bullet point. Is this an action movie? Is this an action movie? John, is this an action movie? Yes. I think it shares a border with uh, adventure movies, as sure. most superhero movies do. Uh, there are a few... Only a few genuine action set pieces, but they are all, except for the final boss fight, phenomenal. I really... Like, the No Man's Land sequence to the liberation of the village, like, that whole stretch of movie is just so good. (laughs) It really is. Patrick, uh, 
is this an action movie? What's the question? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it totally What do we do on this podcast? Uh, and the, the thing that I, I do have, the one thing I'll like criticize is that uh, the fight sequences are visually stunning. And they're really well thought out. Like, they're really well designed. But there is an over-reliance on slow-mo. And the physics is really weird. Like, there was constantly in the fight sequences, as fucking cool as there were, there was almost like a weightlessness to people yeah. and things. And I think, Mark, you had like a theory about why this was so in the Wonder Woman yeah. movie. Yeah. Well, sure. To, so, uh, Zacky Snide. Yeah, so we'll go to meet Mark. Is this an action movie? Yeah, I think it is. And uh, It totally is. Yeah, yeah and I think, I think what that is is that is a studio mandated thing that. There's already a visual glossary, like, like a, a visual style. vocabulary and yeah. style that's been established for the movies leading up to that in Man of Steel and Batman v Superman, the Sharts. <laughs> and uh, I think that's a studio mandated thing, especially because Snyder is like was at the time the head of like the DCEU. He was like the the shepherd leading it over a fucking cliff. Uh, <laughs> and thankfully, Patty Jenkins made a left turn, you know, just before they got there. Um, but I think some of that stuff. That's why, like, after you leave Themyscira, and the studio executives wrestled the wheel back and dove it right off the cliff for right. justice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that I think that's why, like, outside of Themyscira, like the rest of the movie is in that like desaturated, like yeah. Zack Snyder gray. It's raining half the, All time. the time. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything's super dark. That makes sense. Yeah, they've that got. Makes a, sense. I think. I think when we move to Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel coming out. Patty Jenkins after the phenomenal, uh, probably unexpected success of Wonder Woman, yeah. at least to that level. Because they certainly did not, you know, they, this is a good-looking movie, but it's clear that they did not blow the whole bank on this movie. Right. You know, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. they were certainly very It's a good-looking movie, though. It's a good-looking yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. And Especially I mean, Themyscira. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, leading up to the movie, like, they didn't do a lot of advertising for it. Right. It kind of just seemed like it was going to get buried into the last second. Yeah, um, it was kind of like their Thor, where it's like, well, I guess we have to, for Justice League, exactly. put out this solo movie so that people know who Wonder Woman is. Yeah. Sure, and it worked out great. Like, yeah. It turns out the movie's fantastic, and I assume Wonder Woman 1984, the sequel coming out, uh, I believe next year, uh, will probably allow Patty Jenkins to have a little bit more creative freedom and play with some of the colors and, yeah. and play and with the visual Use her own aesthetic. And right? her own yeah. aesthetic. Right? And like, you know, human emotion... Sure. Uh, logical yeah. pacing, mm. uh, you know, good plotting that makes sense and is exciting. Probably not a CGI blob versus CGI blob sure. ending. Yeah, jeez. Hey, so I have figured out just now, uh, everybody, you know, the DCEU and DC has gone on record as saying it does not stand for extended uh, DC universe. Extended Universe. I think I figured it out. It's the DC Entertainment Universe, because all the movies are done by DC Entertainment, which is a subsidiary of DC Comics. Interesting. Gotcha. So okay. you got the DC Comics universe, and you've got the DC Entertainment universe. Sure. Why I did it, you DC guys? do nothing but make bad decisions. Um, I mean, they. Well, do, after the Flash uh, went back in time and set everything back to exactly post crisis. Uh, yeah, you got to understand uh, that there are new Fifty Two. <laughs> but then Dr. Manhattan poked a cloud and lightning came out and now we're in the rebirth era Oof. of DC. Okay. Yeah. So that's But here's right. the thing though. I will say DC seems to consistently hire Grant Morrison to just do 
all of the drugs and write for their biggest characters. Sure. And I am there for it. Nice. Apparently, he is going to be doing a Green Lantern series next where Green Lantern is just a shitty beat cop of the universe. And I'm fucking there for oh, it. Oh, please tell me it's uh. Guy Gardner. No, it's Hal Jordan, but it's Hal Jordan as, like, just a shitty cop. Oh, nice. Oh, we'll okay. go more with that. Like right. a John McClane, like, kind yeah. of like a put-down, like, put-upon, like... Exactly. Uh, I like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, Cool. All right, well, final reviews of Wonder Woman, Patrick. Ah, there were horses in this movie. I fucking love horses. <laughs> John. Keep giving Patty Jenkins movies, you dum-dums. Mark, keep giving Gal Gadot movies. She's really fucking fantastic yeah, in this movie, too. And God damn it, I love Chris Pine. He's pretty great. I yeah. like Chris Pine. You can't hate him. Like, he's not great, great, but, like, yeah, all right. Anytime that asshole's there, I'm like, okay. He's pretty, like, stiff, I think, in the Star Trek movies where he is trying to, like, live up to a previous performance. Yeah. But whenever he's allowed to just be Chris Pine at his Chris Piniest, sure. He is very good. charming. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, special shout out to his role in the uh, Wet Hot American Summer TV show <laughs> as that shitty washed out rock oh star. Oh my god! The one who writes, but the one who eventually <laughs> writes the song higher and higher. Uh, it is he saves friendship with the song, and it's, it's so good, so nice. great. And then he dies, and then he hitchhikes back <laughs> because the whole point of that is there are no consequences. Correct. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this episode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosendahl. I am Patrick Bromley. I am. Everybody's John Rooney. Fuck yeah, I got a John Rooney back. Yep. Oh, so wait, now I don't have my own personal yeah, John Rooney? Yeah, your John Rooney just became yeah. completely worthless. Your own personal John Rooney. Reach out to me. Thank you, John Rooney, for Depeche Mode. That's how you know he's now also my John Rooney. Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Furious 7 Bromley. John, keeping up with the Joneses, Rooney, and Mark, Ralph breaks the internet, Rosenbaum. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, you can follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, we're totally using that again, and you can email us anything you like at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.